This podcast is powered by Adidas. Thanks to the friendly people at Adidas for supporting us. Hi, everybody. I'm Ashley Graham, and this is my podcast, Pretty Big Deal. Uh, We're going to be talking about beauty. We're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about culture and owning who you are because not enough of us own who we are. I'm also going to be talking about inclusion, insecurities, things that we just really honestly want to talk about as females. But we want to hear from you. And um, I think that you should go to my Instagram and my Twitter at Pretty Big Deal and talk to us. Send us your comments. Send us your questions and concerns. Also, there's another little fun thing that you can do. It's called Anchor and it's an app and you just go and you put your thumbprint down and you can put it on your phone and you can send me a voicemail and I can send you one back. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear how you feel like we can make the world a little better place. I'm excited today because there is a real life movie star sitting next to me. She just produced her own TV show, uh, Being Mary Jane, and she was just in Breaking In. Gabrielle Union! Hey! Cheers! Hi. I hope that this is to your liking. Mm. It's amazing. It's pretty good. What is it, do you think? What is, is it? Is it Wade Wine? You guys have your own wine? Well, my husband has Wade Wine. I have my own white wine, vanilla pudding. No! Yeah. Why did we not? Okay, so whoever <laughs> the producer is. We are officially oh, a wine. Oh, Wade Wino. Darcel's oh. fired. Yeah, Darcel is fired for real. <laughs> it's okay. It's mainly sold in mainland China. Okay. It's okay. Okay, good. No, I mean, like, legit, it's like Wade Wine is mainly sold in mainland China. <laughs> Got it. Does brisk business, but. Okay. Um, well, maybe yeah. you can send me a case. I can get you some pudding. Hey! Uh-huh. I can get you some pudding. What does pudding taste like? Uh, it's a Chardonnay. Oh, okay. Uh, with uh, vanilla uh, undertones. But I thought, like, why have somebody search for some random title, like, amongst, you know, a very crowded shelf? So I wanted it to, like, kind of stand out. So I named my wine, my wine Pudin. Vanilla Puddin' vanilla with no Pudin. G. Um, Puddin', apostrophe. Um, and it sold at Total Wine and, Total wine and More. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. Where's yeah. your vineyard? Uh, it's in Napa. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Yeah. With the, with the Trussard family. Ooh. Yeah. It's so fancy. Yeah. That's like the next thing then I'll add wine to the list. You got to get wine, you got tequila, <laughs> vodka. Like, listen. No, you are I will a tequila not stop. girl. Okay, so we were actually at the Met. And yes. we sat at the same table with the Prabal Garan. <laughs> and um, it was it was an amazing event. Um, with, how many times have you been to the Met? Uh Three, that was my third time. Okay, that was my second. And mm-hmm. I feel like every time I go, I'm like even more nervous because it feels like you have to keep topping what you did the year before. Yeah. Because um, people actually keep like count of and yes. track of your 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 highlights, yep. let's hope, or how you have failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She did not even stay on theme. That's what I kept getting this okay. year. Do you want me to like, well, there, but you have a choice. Do you stay on theme and potentially look nuts? Yep. Or... Do you just go cute? Yeah, I know. And I like to err on the side of cute. I really think I went really cute too. You looked hot. Thanks. So did you I. You looked mean, really hot. When you came in with your glam team, because you were the last girl to show up. Because when you when we were getting our pictures taken, it was probably like what, 10 of us? Mm-hmm. And then Miss Gabrielle came in with her yellow gown. It was like dun da da da. And it was like a moment. I was like, <laughs> She's <"Yes."> a pineapple. <laughs> you looked amazing. Anyway, so we were at the table and we were all talking and the one thing I kept asking for was vodka, but your thing was tequila. Tequila. So tequila is like the end all be all. That we are very good friends. Okay. <laughs> we are very good friends. <laughs> so not only do we have the Met in common, but we're both from Nebraska, which- Do people know that? I don't know. Uh, so until I read your book, 
I didn't know like that you spent every summer in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you went to UNL or yeah. L? Yeah, UNL. L, yeah. And I was like, she really is from Nebraska. Yeah, like, go Big Red. We're a- going to the home opener. And then when we were at um, a football game with my whole family, they're like, oh, yeah, Dwayne and Gabrielle, they come all the time. I'm like, for real? Like, for real. You're a big fan. I, I'm i uh, an insane fan. My friends and everybody in Nebraska is about to disown me, but I just don't care about football like that. I just, like, if you're going to invite me to a game, I know, see? There it goes. The the disowning has begun. <laughs> Anyways, we have more in common. Not only do we live in also from Nebraska, we went to the Met. But I I mean, it sounds like I stalk you a little bit, but we also work out in LA and in Miami at the same gym. Yes. Yeah. And I think in New York, because I think I saw you guys. Do you go to Dog Pound? When I am in New York. You do not. Yeah. Lala Lala put me on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And Chambly is in there. You know, Um, I'm terrible with the names. It's okay. He paints his nails. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> my husband included. Um, no, he's straight whoever, and paints. Oh, whoever trains Your lot. husband paints his nails too? Yeah, mainly because he has black toenails, oh. like in real life. And I'm like, why don't we put a gloss on that? You know, everybody, whatever. Anyway, so you go to Dog Pound. Yes. Um, yes. So not only do we go to all the same gyms, yeah. um, you also have a new clothing line that's size inclusive. Yes. I freaking yes. love that. So. What I also love and something that I do is I post the girls on my Insta stories and I just love seeing them. They're just like, they look fantastic in your clothes. I post all the girls in my swimsuits. It's just so fun because you're giving back in a way that you, for me, I saw a hole in the industry and I wanted to fill it. Yes. Did you feel like you saw a hole also? Like what was your, what was your intention behind? My goal was to create a line that my family could enjoy. Okay. But my family's not all size Two, four, six. 20 and under. Right. You know what I mean? Um, We have all different sizes. And there was a good chunk of my family who couldn't wear my clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had to fight and continue to fight to make sure that we had, we were size inclusive. Wow. Even in the first season, like they still Yeah, in the beginning, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a fight Mm -hmm. to make sure that we have, you know, enough sizes. And then it'd be like, oh, your family can have whatever it wants. And Mm -hmm. I was like, good chunk of my family can't. It isn't fitting into my line. Right. And so we had to make sure that that my family could, and every family, yeah. could actually wear the clothes. Well, because the average American woman is a size 14, 16. So yeah. if we're looking at the average and we're not even scaling up or down, then, like, who exactly. are we dressing? Exactly. And we yeah. also, I also had to fight for uh, the, the the tiny, tiny, like the short, shorter I know. Gals. Yeah. Um, that we didn't have petites for a long time. So, you know, it was, it's been a, it's been a Process. journey of, of inclusion. Yeah. That, um, that I fight. But I also no. like that you wear the clothes. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who just smack their name on stuff. Yeah. No. You're not I a can't. smacker on a name right I can't. <laughs> and, well, and, and I only, I don't, I, I don't only just wear my clothes. Like, you know, Mendez's line. Like, yeah. I want to wear, like, I want to support the company. Yeah. Um, and we're adding another girl, but I, I, I don't want to break the news here. But Break the news. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a, another <laughs> brand ambassador that will be announced very shortly. But my whole goal about the company, New York and Company, is that it's for everyone. It's a price point for um, that that a good chunk of people can um, can appreciate and mm-hmm. and get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to offer a little something that was like a bit of of a slice of my closet. It and, is, it and then some like of it's it. like my wishful thinking, like things that I don't get to wear that often. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm like, well, can can we try to move in this space? Let's all like try it together, like, right? You know, shit. Let's I let's all be best. like fashion experiments together. 
some some work, some don't, <laughs> you know. But we're, I'm willing to try and try to push the envelope and and not try to you know subscribe to the whole thing of they're not ready yet. First right. of all, who is they? Because all of us are open to fashion. Yep. And you know, not all trends are gonna you know stay. stay. Love. Some need to die a miserable death. And but I'm willing to try. And I want to take my crew with me. What will you never wear again? Like a trend. Oh, you know what? I've said a lot of never evers and magically they're back. Boom. Um, I don't know. Scrunchies? I probably will. I don't know, I but they're probably back. probably will wear scrunchies or banana clip. Probably will do that again. No, but you know Jen um, Atkins, she, like, she brought back the scrunchie and I was just like, I put it in my hair. I did it. See, I used to say no um, Birkenstocks. But they're also very chic. I was just in Greece. And, like, I saw rich, rich women in, like, all gold, like, bedazzled Birkenstocks. Well, as you get older, your arches fall. <laughs> Newsflash. Spoiler oh, alert. Look, how is that arch going to fall? Oh, listen, they fall. Oh. <laughs> they fall. Do you see these flat-ass feet? They fall. And there's a lot of shoes that are freaking uncomfortable. Yeah. So I probably won't do crazy stilettos anymore. Just really? they hurt. They hurt my back. They what hurt are you my knees. Do it like premieres and stuff. Where are my Where are my sensible shoes over there? Um, those I will get creative. Okay. Um, a clog will like, probably be my friend. Crazy long. You just can't see it. There'll be something. Like, there'll be something happening underneath very long gowns that you'll assume will be stilettos. Yeah, but they will not be stilettos. <laughs> I can't wait to lift your dress. They hurt. You, you can't. <laughs> you can't stroll on a carpet with lower back pain. So, I did not read. We're going to need some more wine. I listen to it because oh, I'm a millennial. <laughs> even better because it's 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 how I, it's how it's, the stories are meant to be told. Like I saw your face kind of go oh womp womp, and then get excited because yeah. you were like you didn't read it. No, I I listened to it. It's amazing how you were. I don't know. I'm like I'm talking to you now, and it feels like I was just like talking to you yesterday because I got through it in two days. I mean, it is an awesome read. It's so it's serious, but it's. Um, it's necessary, and it literally felt like I was talking to my best girlfriend who had already lived a life that I needed to learn from, but that I felt like I could share anything back with. So first of all, thank you for writing that. Um, it also sounds like you wrote it yourself, too. Um, That's the goal. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is hard. I, I know I wrote my book last year, and and it's hard. It's hard to get all your memories together. It's hard to get all your thoughts out on paper and then really have it feel genuine to the reader. Yeah. And you did that. Yeah. You really I mean, did. I wanted it to sound like a cool conversation over cocktails. And so I was lucky enough to not write. To, I, I wasn't going for a Pulitzer. Right. You know what I mean? I was going for a conversation, an honest conversation. Um, so I write the way I speak because that's how I want the reader to receive the message. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm lucky in that way. I wasn't trying to write my, you know, college application essay. Right. Uh, you know, and, and be judged by how many, you know, SAT words I, I've thrown in there. No, you were um, just real. It was just, you. I was just trying to be honest. And, and then luckily by me doing my own audible, um, it actually, you, you, you can listen to it in the way that I intended it. So in the beginning of your book, you talk about living in a very white world and being a black woman, but not wanting them to see your blackness. And then going to Omaha and being with your grandma and your cousin and then wanting to be black. But they're like, oh, your cousin is white. And I want to know today what you're telling those young girls who have similar experiences, who hate their skin, who hate their hair, who hate who just they are in general. What are you telling them today 
that you wish you would have heard then that maybe would have helped change the course of your childhood? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a journey to worthy, right? right? So it's, I tell people first and foremost, baby, you were worthy from birth. Mm-hmm. You were worthy as a thought. Mm. Um, you were worthy as a zygote. Mm. Um, so as you move through the world, do not be afraid of taking up space. Um, do not be afraid of of living your most authentic life. Do not, right. I, I get code switching because I do it all the time, but you don't have to. Whatever your authentic voice is, mm-hmm. that's what you ride with. Mm-hmm. You don't have to switch it up to be something to everyone because you will be end up being nothing to you. Mm. Um, that's good advice. This, you know, the yes. other day I was talking about this, uh, the performance of perfection. Mm-hmm. And we have this idea of what a perfect black person is. And uh, white folks have an idea of what a perfect black person is, right. which is usually a mute um, or somebody that amplifies white supremacy, um, that centers white supremacy. Um, and I have been that person. Um, and, and, and in my own community, this idea that you have to be the wokest, um, dopest, dopest, most natural hair wearingest, um, most fully evolved, educated, formed, uh, person at all times. Um, it's, it's impossible because we're all on this journey Mm -hmm. and no matter where you are on that journey, you are a dope, you are a dope person. You are a worthy person. And who you are as a black person, um, wherever you are on that journey, is real and valid. Mm-hmm. Um, can we all improve and, and, and continue to educate ourselves and to continue to, um, to call out the bullshit, mm-hmm. um, to continue to center our voices in our own struggles and to create spaces uh, of inclusion um, at all times and to educate um, when we feel like it, because we are not anybody's educational mules, but uh, who you, whoever you are, is okay. Mm-hmm. However you sound, that's okay too. Right. Um, and that's for you, any race. If you are natural, if you wear your hair natural, if you wear your hair in wigs, if you wear extensions, if you if you rock a relaxer, it has no bearing on your soul or your character. Um, and we're, we're we're all on our own hair journeys, and what that what what that means. Um, is what you make of it because our hair has become politicized. Right. Um, and it's always a topic of conversation. It's always a topic of conversation. And people will try to pull some respectability um, uh, politics and, and politicize our hair about what is appropriate. White um, people love talking about black girls' hair. Ooh, yes. Yeah, they just do. Yes. Remember when Viola Davis came out on the red carpet and she had wore her natural hair and then it just like went viral? I was like, really? This is what we're going to talk about? Like... I mean, it's well, and and there is something that is newsworthy about, um, you know, somebody somebody who has you know worn, uh, you know, uh, wigs or, or extensions, and then now they're coming out and they you have know, wearing natural hair, natural. and then the same way that we have conversations about wigs and extensions, we can have conversations about natural hair, mm-hmm. provided we don't um, put those conversations on someone's character, right, and what is on your soul, right. This is a hair journey. Because they don't do it to white women. I mean, I have a weave or extensions in every single day. And like, we don't think that you are morally bankrupt. No. Or self-hating. Yeah. Or loathing. Ex- exactly. I mean, it's it, and it's never a conversation. It's always, oh, your hair looks so pretty. Not like, is that your hair? Did you buy it? Because it just isn't a part of society in a white world. And there's always someone who's able to do your hair. Yes. When you show up to a set. Yes. You know? I, and again, like... You also talked about that in your book. Yeah, sometimes being the acceptable black person in a in a white 
uh, you know, uh, set mm-hmm. uh, in, in a white uh, glam squad trailer is being the the mouse, the, mm-hmm. the one who, the, not the squeaky wheel. And by squeaky wheel, they mean demanding um, accountability for the, for the diversity that exists on this set and having somebody that is uh, qualified um, and knowledgeable on how to do um, our hair, no matter the, 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 the curl pattern. Yep. Um, and, and people who even have makeup that matches our skin tone. Hello. Um, you don't want to bring but, your own but, foundation. But to, but to say, I need this, for white folks, sometimes that makes you uh, a squeaky wheel, a, a, a difficult person, mm-hmm. um, and somebody to be cast off. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that that experience, um, you know, or seen the experience with uh, with a castmate that does not have my skin color or hair texture. Do you still have to deal with that? Like every day, every, every day, every project, it is a struggle. Gabrielle Union still has to say, no, I don't want that hairdresser because they will not know what to do with my hair. Yes. That's why. Or, or someone's like, I want to do, you know, I want to do your makeup. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me see your, let me see your Instagram. Right. Let me see. So do you, okay. A, do you know any black people in life? <laughs> have you done any, well, obviously you haven't done any that you felt the need to post right. because right. That, that's a whole other conversation. What? So you've you've never so you're ashamed. So of, are you ashamed of the work that you've done, or you don't think having a black person on your on your social media is advantageous to you? Right. In any case, I don't think you're the one for me. Not at all. You know what I mean? But am I now? No. But why are you making me the jerk for not wanting to entertain this person? Yeah. Well, more on that mm-hmm. later because mm-hmm. I want to talk about race because I think race conversation is a very important one to have, especially. Um, today, especially with white people, because mm-hmm. I think more white people need to be educated. But we're going to get back on that later. Um, I want to talk about Breaking In. You starred in Breaking In. You produced Breaking In. Yes. I mean, was this your first time starring and producing in the same no, film? No, no. Okay. In the same film? No, no, Because no. we did um, Almost Christmas. And okay. And I did another one for Lifetime called With This Ring. Okay. So how was it, first of all, shooting Breaking In? Because that was like a badass film. It was a challenge. And we made it for a sack of Doritos. And luckily, <laughs> um, we are now, I think, at eight or nine times budget. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it is a, um, a massive hit. Um, by Hollywood standards, by anybody's standards. But it was a, a challenge to make an action film, a believable action film. Yeah. We shot um, at the Malibu Wine Safari. Okay. Um, and we had that uh, that was supposed to be um, Chicago and Wisconsin. And as someone from the Midwest, I don't know if you've ever been to the Malibu Wine Safari, um, it was a challenge. I've never been there. You go and you look at Is animals and like you drink wine. It's up in the Malibu, of Malibu. Soho House. It, it, like a, above the hills, oh, okay, it, okay. in the hills above, yeah, Soho House. In talking about breaking in, yeah. I also want to talk about how it is with black films, mm-hmm. with uh, Black Panther. Also, there's another one with an all-Asian cast. Yes, um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, thank you. Yes. What? So how does this feel now? Like, uh, films are changing. It feels late. It Hello. It feels late. But I want to talk about right now. Like, yes, it feels late. We know it's late. Like, everybody's talking about I how late them, it is. I want people to say it's late, like, before every sentence. Like, <laughs> I am so sorry. We are late as fuck. Um, we have categorically ignored billions of people. Our bad. But I want them, everyone to start every conversation but with is that. But you can't say our bad. You have to. S- well, it is our bad. You know, if, if I'm, a, I'm also a filmmaker. And I know that there are billions of stories um, and billions of narratives that deserve to be told. Um, have I done everything I can to make sure all of those voices have been heard? I'd like to say no. 
I have so you're taking so I'm a little a bit of the ownership. Of, I will take some ownership of that okay. um, as a, as a creative. I haven't done everything in my power. I'm I'm going to try to rectify that as often as I can and as much as I can, and to make sure that my production company is reflective of of the global audience. Um, but every time I've gotten a seat at the table, did, did I make damn sure that there were other seats and enough, um, you know, uh, you know, seats at that table? Did I make sure that that people had directions to the house where the table was at? You know what I mean? Not always. Sometimes I felt like, ooh, I'm the special Negro. I'm here. You know, that's enough. And it's not enough. But just you can't always like voice your opinion. You can't always sure you be can. the one. No, sure but you can. no, but there are so many times where I've even been in a room and I can say what I want to say, but then they might gloss over you and be like, Okay, yeah, they're there, big girl. And and then nothing least, ever changes. It, at least you know you you are part of the solution. Okay. And your si- silence is complicity. Okay, yes, because so, if you're a part of the silence, you're a part of the problem. They're like, and she's cool with it, Ashley. I mean, Ashley didn't say anything. Right. No, yeah, I get it. I understand you know what I mean? What so saying. for me, I'd rather be, here she goes again, than the mute yeah. Yeah. in the room with the seat at the table. But here we are, and we've got films that are finally coming out with yeah. all black, all Asian, all, like, I mean, we can go down the gamut, and yeah. it's finally happening. So did you like Black Panther? I love Black Panther. I love seeing myself reflected on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Black Panther Black, Black Panther in the way that I loved when Janet Jackson was on Different Strokes as Charlene. Right. And she was this, you know, brown love interest for, you know, for Willis. I loved it in the way that I loved Vivica Fox when she did her guest spot on 90210 as a Popcorn King's daughter that Brandon fell in love with. I love oh, I loved that seeing, romance. you know, these, these brown women as objects of desire and not mm-hmm. the sassy best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so... All of all of this representation is so important. Mm-hmm. I wish that we'd we'd all we've all had it all mm-hmm. along, um, and we've all been able to see ourselves and our stories and and our narratives sort of reflected um, in media. Um, and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, this idea that uh, that real inclusion isn't lucrative in Hollywood is a farce. Has been a farce. Amen. Um, I mean, you know, hallelujah. And we, I mean, I don't know how many times people have to pretend to be shocked. Right. You know, like like breaking in. Again, we made it for a sack of Doritos. And they're like, look at you go. And it's like, honey, I've been going. Yeah. Tell me a movie I've been a part of that has lost money. Exactly. Never, because it doesn't exist. 23 years later, how the hell did I become an ingenue overnight? I've gotten more opportunities at 45 than when I was you know, eating top ramen at 25 well, also, when I'm supposed to have more opportunity. You are, you are aging I'm supposed backwards. to be more visible and, you know what I mean, and more worthy. Um, I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like finally people are like, oh, my gosh, she's a good butt. Right. She's a sure thing. Right. Kind of oh. like my my high school dates. She's a sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Wait, did you really date Jason Kidd? Yeah, in high school. Like it was like the real Jason Kidd. In high school, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. I know, I started. And he I dumped just me before prom, and then yeah, we got asshole. back together when we were both divorced. Yes. Like, as adults. So, wait, you guys got back together? Yeah, years, I mean, obviously, a thousand years later, as we, after you we like, both got divorced. Got and it was like, together. he liked me when I wasn't anything. She liked me when I wasn't anything. And we're both divorced, and we're both, you know, in this sort of, in this bubble under the spotlight. And she'll get me, he'll get me, you know. And it just didn't work out again. No. Yeah. God bless. All 
All right, y'all, you already know the Cash App is the number one finance app in the App Store. But what you might not know is that you can also put your Cash App in your wallet with the Cash Card. You guys, it's the only debit card that offers instant rewards and comes packed with premium features not even a credit card can offer, like boosts. Save up to 10% at Whole Foods, Chipotle, or Shake Shack, and more of your favorite spots. Or even $1 off every time you swipe your cash card at coffee shops across the country. The cash card puts you in control of your money with extra safety features that let you pause your card with a touch. Unlike a credit card, there are no fees ever, and a credit check isn't required to get one. We are not using the other apps anymore. Visit the App Store or Google Play to download the Cash app now and get your free cash card today. Um, okay, so you had said something uh, about brown women just mm-hmm. being in film. And I also want to talk about your boys yeah. and how you just came out and talked about them following girls on Instagram. Yes. This is something that's very interesting to me because um, I live, my husband's black, and I get to have these open conversations about race, about how we're going to raise our potential children, about how what it is like for him to be a black man in America. And when, um, first of all, there was the chapter about your boys in um, when they were when you were driving the golf cart to go mm-hmm, get them, mm-hmm. and then now with the Instagram, I just I want to talk about that because not only were you so um, you were so detailed about the conversation that you had to constantly have with them about you will have the cops called on you. They don't care who you are. They don't care that you live in this rich neighborhood. They all they care about is the fact that you're. Um, a quote menace to society walking around in our neighborhood and they could shoot you. I mean, living in Florida, like you said, they have an open, what is it? Stand your ground, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, and then with the Instagram um, and following brown women and knowing that that is also beautiful and that they should um, be looking at all different types of beauty instead of just one kind of beauty that has been praised in society. Yes. Um, first of all, you're a phenomenal stepmom and I love everything that you said in your, in your book because it gave me chills. It really did. And, um, and I, and I want to talk about raising young black men. I want to talk about the struggles, but I also want to talk about the joys. Well, the struggles, uh, it's terrifying. It's <laughs> I, terrifying. Once they're old enough I to be I laugh because I'm a little your, nervous. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's like they, once they're old <laughs> enough to move around, you know, without, you know, being physically tethered to you. You just hope they come back. Mm-hmm. You know, you know all the the obstacles that they could face in, a, in any given day. You know how their skin has been demonized and weaponized and criminalized. Um, and especially in Florida, any one of my neighbors can kill my kid and get away with it and, and say, I was afraid. Um, I can't that even alone imagine. is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they're privileged. They are, they've grown up with with other children of privilege. Um, and, and in Miami, other Latino children, other, you know, white kids. You better roll who, your Latinos. You know, I try to be, you know, as, as authentic really as possible. really from Miami. Um, but, but there's a certain amount of privilege that, and entitlement um, that they've been raised with. And that don't matter. You know, you aren't walking around with your parents' credit scores or their bank, account, bank accounts 
on your forehead. Mm-hmm. You you have you are just occupying space in a black body in traditionally white privileged spaces. Um, you cannot respond to authority figures, um, police police officers, our our neighbors, security oh, officers. They have no voice. Teachers in the same way that your friends can, mm-hmm. and it's that proximity to uh, whiter or lighter um, privilege that they can see that is infuriating to them and maddening to them and confusing and frustrating to them because they can see up close how unfair it is. Mm-hmm. They see the leverage that and and the 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 the, the um what's the word I'm looking for? Um they see the privilege the of the benefit other, of the doubt yeah. that that their uh their friends are afforded mm-hmm. that they are not. That their white friends are yeah. afforded, yeah. He's like for a long time listen, we all have chatty Kathy kids and friends that we have. Yeah. And they kept saying, but I wasn't the only one talking. I'm like, but you were the only black one mm-hmm. talking. And when your teacher is scanning the classroom, who do you think her eye goes to? Mm-hmm. When you were giving the boys advice in, in your book and mm-hmm. you said, do not be alone with a white girl in a room. Do not wander this house because who will all of the— If something pops off, who are they going to believe? And not they're going to point at you. And it's going to be your fault. Yeah. Now, being a white woman who will potentially have children that will be black— I have to switch my mind. I have to completely say, wow, I was never raised like that. I I have to educate myself. And I think that in a lot of interracial relationships, yeah. th- that isn't happening. They're not having those kinds of conversations. So all the white women out there that, or all the white guys out there, like, you have to have these conversations when you're in an interracial relationship because – as a white person, we live in a white world. Well, as a black person, you live in a white world also. And it's this constant harping that we don't know about that you guys have to not only have to explain yourselves every day, that you have to educate every day. Everything feels like a teachable moment, and it is exhausting. It is exhausting. It is infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and you know, you you have to understand that your children will move through the world differently than you mm-hmm. and your money, your privilege, your, uh, your, how you are, um, adored will be different mm-hmm. for your children. And it's not something that they get to carry with them, um, as, as layers of protection. Mm. You know, once your kids, like I said, are old enough to, to move through the world without you physically right there, you, they just have to hope that the world treats them with the same love and kindness that, that you raise them with. Right. And um, that they are aware enough uh, that they come home to you. Mm-hmm. And they they do all the things that you consciously or subconsciously yeah. that allow them to come home. This is life. This is life. I and either like we, you can be realistic about it or you can wait till your child writes a best-selling book and tells hello? you about yourself. <laughs> We're going to need some more wine. <laughs> We're going to need some more wine. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like everybody well, should then, read okay, this book. Okay, so... so Yes, tell you know, me. So what do you want to talk about? So my kids were like, I felt like <laughs> you should not have talked about us and our Instagram. That was a private conversation that you made public. Were they mad? They were uh, very annoyed. Okay. Um, and I and they were like, and that wasn't even me who said it. Now, granted, I did not. Su- I was not super articulate in that we were talking to a group of kids. Okay. Um, a couple of them. You know the boys that live in our house, but a gang of them. Yeah, were were not children that I'm personally responsible for. Okay, and those were the kids who were more talking about. Okay, their not arm. necessarily your boys. Yeah, so they felt okay. personally maligned. Um, <laughs> but but again, it's well, like we these cleared are conversation. It, up, guys. it you know you are part of a conver- a larger conversation. <laughs> um, but again, like when when you talk about 
Um, who are the beautiful, you know, young women that you follow, even uh, whether it be at your school, in your community, uh, who you was know, the in girl the on Instagram? She was um, she was cute. One point two million followers that you told them to look at. Oh, Ryan Destiny. Woo, she's cute. I mean, Woo. you know, uh, she was my WCW the other day. I know. Uh, she's a triple threat. She is fly and amazing. Yes. And they're like, well, she doesn't go to our, the girls like like at our, at our school don't look like that. I'm like, uh, first of all, before Ryan Destiny was Ryan Destiny, she went to high school right. and she looked like that. <laughs> and I've been to your high school. There's a ton of girls who look like that. Mm-hmm. What is it about? your skin mm. that you cannot see a, a girl mm-hmm. who has your skin color and see the beauty in her. Mm. Do you see the beauty in, 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 in when you see when you look in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Because for me, I feel like you're projecting something, some feelings that you have about yourself onto these young women mm-hmm. and in it, in erasing them mm-hmm. and ignoring them and not seeing their beauty. But you went through that. Yeah. But with dating light-skinned guys. Yeah, because I somehow thought that I was more visible and I was more real and valid and worthwhile if a light-skinned boy found me attractive. Like, it was somehow negating my darkness. Mm -hmm. And in the reverse, you know, um, what is it about how you see yourself that makes you erase these young women. Right. Um, I want you to be able to see that women are beautiful in every shade, shape, race, ethnicity, religion, uh, like every, along the spectrum, there is beauty. Right. And right now what I'm seeing is a very, very, very narrow scope of beauty. Who you follow, who you like, who you want to be with. And, And so last night, we were having this discussion with a larger group of, of boys. Our, our boys were in L.A. right before they had to go back to school. And we were having this discussion about what do you want young girls to know, mm-hmm. right? If I, you know, I'm going to go speak to young girls. I was, I was yeah. just speaking to a group of, of, of women today. What do you guys want young girls to know? And they're like, that we're not all the same. You guys always say, you know, you know blank or they ain't shit, yeah. right? You know, and-, and um, You can say whatever you want. <laughs> You know, but we're not all like that. We don't all, we're not all just concerned with what's between your legs. We, some of us want to actually get to know you and, you know, we care about your accomplishments. We care about, you know, what else you have going on. We care about your relationship with your, you know, with your parents or whatever. And I was like, okay, that is so fair and amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you think you are sending mixed messages based on the decisions and the choices that you actually make in real life? Do you think what you say is, is what you do? Right, because actions speak louder than words, yes. especially for young people. Yeah, and I said, so when you look at all the young women that you follow, and I said, you and you guys know that who you like, what you like, and who you follow on social media is public knowledge. Right. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. hello. <laughs> That's so correct. When, I always look to see who's following me. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, do you think that— your follows and your likes and who you give attention to. Yeah. Do they speak? Does what that you're speak speaking? to what you're saying? Yeah. Crickets. Wow. Because you just dropped the mic on them. So, you know, and I said, if that's not who you want to be perceived as, then don't be that. Boom shakalaka. Oh, wait, Dwayne, we're going to talk about him and we're going to talk about your so cute. hashtag Wade Tour 2018. Oh, our Wade Tour. One what? major trip left. Well, two. Wait, okay. Two so start from the beginning. What? What? Okay, so we totally lifted the Wade World Tour from the Bosch World Tour. Okay. Um, 
We've learned so much about traveling from the Boshes, our neighbors. Um, sometimes it's one of those things that you don't, in, in, until you know better, yeah. you, know, you, you, you do better when yeah. you know better. Yeah. We had no idea that there were other ways to travel until we started traveling with the Boshes. Okay, because I want to know, because I feel— And they will feel, change your life. I, I feel like Justin and I, like, do these extravagant kind of trips, mm-hmm. but I feel tired afterwards, or I feel like maybe I did a You need a, a vacation from your vacation? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, ding, 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 just call your friend Gabrielle Union, and she will hook you up. Yes. Okay, ready. But I got all of my, <laughs> my all of uh, like how I travel, our travel agent, like everyone, we got through the bashes. Okay, so. Because we didn't know. Like we were like, we were like at beaches in, in you know, Negril. We're no. like, let's jump off the, you know, cliff at Rick's. Like we thought. You like, can't. And that was awesome. But then we were like, wait, you're in Croatia? You're in, yeah. you know, you're in Durban? Like you're right. in, you know, Bangladesh. Like, Get where, the number. I, I, we didn't know. We literally did not know there was. So I'll get their like, number that from the you. the world, like we can travel the world. Agree with me. And, and like talk. To people yes, and see to, and see people Thank and make you. friends. <laughs> That's our biggest thing. So if you see us out there, like kind of stalking you at the buffet table, we're debating on whether or not we should like cold call you and make you our friends. Where are you going? Where's next? Uh, so wait, where so we, were you? So we started. We started us off in uh, south of France. Okay, um, and then we linked up with our boy Lewis Hamilton. Whoop whoop, Team yes. Mercedes. Um, to go to watch him do the Monaco Grand Prix, and then he's we, so sweet. I met him the, at the Met. He's a shit. Yeah, he's awesome. Yes. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, it's interesting because he is he is the color. He is all of the diversity. He's right. got to be everything to everyone right. in racing in right. F one, and so. It, it was interesting for us to be there. This is our second time there. And so when people see us there, mm-hmm. it, it it feels like the world of F1 is opening up. Mm. Um, and 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 we we know doing so many interviews. We're thinking we're just gonna go see Lewis and drink. Um, <laughs> and they're like, why are you, you here? Drink? What, I drank. Uh, why are you here? Why does F1, you know, w- you know, tell us about what, you know, how you got into F1. We're like Lewis Hamilton. Aww. He's basically opening up the world to, of, of F1 to so many different people because it's very much a very wealthy sport. Yes. And when you hear his story about all the sacrifices his parents made um, to even get him into go-karting. Right. And then, you know, the success he had go-karting and how he moved up the ranks to being, you know, the top F1 racer in the world. Like, it's He's an amazing so story. And so nice. Yeah. And just down to earth. He's awesome. And we're super down to earth because then we got a yacht. Yay! Um, that's how down to earth we are. We do yacht <laughs> trips with, with Lewis because we're down to earth. Um, so we did we did okay, the so yacht South trip with France, South of did. France, Monaco with Lewis, and then and and his friends and our friends. And then we did uh Ibiza. We did we do a couples trip, an okay. anniversary trip every year. Um and so we have six couples mm-hmm. uh, whose anniversaries are like in the summertime, and we do a trip. Ours is too. Oh wait, so we, we did Ibiza, we did Barcelona. Um, I made him go to see Guns N' Roses in Barcelona. That's so fun. And he's like, am I going to know any of this music? I'm like, yes, it's GNR. And it turns out he he only knew uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, Wait, <laughs> I don't know if I know any of the other ones. I oh, do? goodness. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. stop disappointing you. Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. So, yeah. So now where's the and last And then we place? did China. We just did two weeks oh, in China. Oh, wow. Um, and now we're doing, uh, his dad is getting married in Venice, Italy. Wow. And so we're going to go from Venice off somewhere. Uh, for a few days. Is it going to be before September? Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. It's Nobody. soon. It's it's like in the next couple weeks. Oh, that's so exciting. And then we're finishing our Wade World Tour at Memorial Stadium, September 1st, home opener, Scott Frost home opener. <laughs> Go Big Go Red. Big Red. <laughs> okay. So 
I admire the fashion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like, I care where you are. It's so fun. But I also like want to know what you're wearing. Can we just talk about what is your preparation for these trips? Is it like, hey, stylist, like, come yes. on over. We're taking Polaroids all night of all my looks. And then does he pack them like perfectly? We used to do it that way. Okay. Um, but now I just trust that there's going to be dope stuff in the suitcase. I hate You don't packing. know what's in your suitcase? Wow. No. Mm-mm. That's revolutionary. Okay, so this, I just trust. Like, he gets it. Like, this he is where I'm type A. Darcel has tried to pack for me many times. It doesn't work. I mm. unpack it and repack it, mm. and I have to and know what's in my bag. she tries to show me how to well, pack. She, I mean, well, she, uh, Thomas uh, packs everything in these, clear, in these clear bags, in these clear plastic bags, so it, like you can get a garment. lot of stuff in there. No, not garment bags. They're like these little square bags that you get your shoes, your from outfit, where? your jewelry. Muji? I don't know where they get them We from. need to call him. Yeah, it's amazing, and you can get more outfits per bag, and so he'll separate my daytime looks from my nighttime looks, and then he'll send me a spreadsheet with pictures and how to wear them, like any if there's like a tricky tie or whatever, um, with instructions for each outfit and and pictures of each outfit. We should tell your stylist yeah. about this. So yeah. like, there's <laughs> nights where like, okay, we're in Ibiza. I'm gonna be at like a club where the median age, and I'm using words like median age, which tells you how old I am. Where the median age is 22, <laughs> and everyone will be on drugs that I am not comfortable with. I want to at <laughs> least look the part, and so he'll be like. <laughs> like here's that outfit. Yeah, like <laughs> whore. we call it whore. Um, yeah, okay. and so like he separates like you know. I like to say slut outfit. Yeah, so he I looks like- at the itinerary and he puts outfits where. He yes, I love that. So okay, in between being the confident mother and like um, telling your sons, okay, be careful, don't do this, don't walk the dog late at night, but also be that strong black man that I taught you how to be. Mm-hmm. Where do you toe the line of of figuring out the difference? I still I'm still figuring it out. I wish really? I had that answer. Um, yeah. What we what we do, which is part of what makes what, what makes me fearful, is you are a strong, proud, beautiful, intelligent, um, world. Global city, global citizen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Stand in that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Own your space. Don't let any, don't shrink for anybody. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, when you are in the presence of the police, mm-hmm. if acting subservient will bring you home, you do whatever it takes to come home and then you let me whoop somebody's ass. Mm-hmm. Um but that have you that, had to go back to the police station and say no i mean luckily we have not okay, had so this yeah um i have had to go to the school though i know cuz that's also in your book yes. and then you pulled your sons out because i mean the fact that more than one kid was calling them the n word is disrespectful unexcusable and the fact that the school had no idea to quote think like that was just well, absurd or, to me. Or when my children are responding, they are being called bullies. bullies. Yes. I love that you're a paperwork kind of girl. Listen, I will come with <laughs> spreadsheets, like memos, like, uh, listen. And like, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what receipt, I'm talking receipts, about. Receipts. Yes. But she brought paperwork and Excel sheets into her parent-teacher conference. Books, articles. To the principal's <laughs> office to talk about all of this. So read, read the book. But listen it's, to like, the book. we have to be very clear about the words that we use mm-hmm. and how we describe people. Mm-hmm. And if you were describing my, my boys as bullies mm-hmm. for – trying to hold their classmates accountable for for calling them the N-word and 
and and being wildly disrespectful. Right. Um, who, the school is the bully. Right. You right. are not protecting my children. Right. You're not calling a spade a spade. You are you are demonizing my children for holding somebody accountable, um, as opposed to holding the child accountable for you know calling them nigga like. And then you're and then you're kind of leaning into the the age old bullshit of. Well, they, you know, it's so confusing to our kids because rappers use it. Right. That's such bullshit. I mean, honestly, it, 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 it should not be in the vocabulary for white people. And they should just understand that it's not your word. It is black you people's know. word. And they can use it you know. however they want. You don't magically go home and, and call somebody a bitch because it's in a Justin Bieber song. Exactly. You magically can pull it together then. Yep. Um, this is true. Like you don't talk out of the side of your face to your mother, you know, calling them bitches and hoes. Exactly. Because you know, you have fucking sense. This is but a there, good analogy. It, there's something about someone saying you cannot say this, that it creates this like verbal diarrhea of mm. nigga, 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 nigga. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and then you want, you want an out. Listen, uh, just for your own personal safety. I would suggest you not use it. <laughs> but why don't you try it uh, in a group of people that don't look like your little classmates and see how far you get. <laughs> and when you when you get your ass whooped, talk to them about Kanye said it. Kanye and see how far said, that works. Yeah, see how. See, see if Kanye said it um, will magically heal the gash on your forehead. Um, okay, so we talked. See how that works out for you. I, I love this. I, I could. I feel like I could talk about race with you all night long because this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Another thing that's near and dear to my heart that you talk a lot about is um, your incident where you were raped at 19 years old. And um, I cried when I listened to this because I could hear the pain that you still had in your voice when you spoke about it. But I also applauded you because of all the work that you're doing for every other woman who is a rape victim today. And I want to talk about the Me Too movement. I want to talk about how do you feel now, today, as yourself versus when you were then at 19 years old? And what has changed for you? What has the industry done for you? What has the Me Too movement done for you? What the Me Too movement has done is create a space, a safe-ish ish Mm -hmm. space for people who have experienced sexual violence. Mm -hmm. It has created the space to let you know you are not alone. Mm -hmm. You are not suffering in silence. You you are not suffering in a vacuum. Um, There are, unfortunately, many people in this fucked up club. Um, But you're not alone. Right. And... There are there are things that we can do about this. There are ways of holding people accountable, um, and there are strength in numbers. And um, while nobody wants to be a part of this fucked up club, um, since we are all here, how do we collectively pool our our power? How do we reclaim our power and then use it to hold people accountable to change the next generation to to attack toxic masculinity, to attack rape culture. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we elicit real fundamental legislative change right. uh, for the next generation um, while also healing ourselves? Because um, we haven't had that opportunity to no. talk about it until now. No, because there, there's so much shame and um, 
blame mm-hmm. that goes that 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 swirls around sexual violence mm-hmm. and and we 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 are definitely still in um unfortunately uh blame the victim mm-hmm. um spaces mm-hmm. and when you look at how the Me Too movement has impacted communities of color. Mm-hmm. It has not had the same impact. The voices in the Me Too movement um, who've been, who are most vulnerable, who are most impacted, uh, those voices have not, and those experiences have not been amplified. Right. Um, we have unfortunately centered uh, voices of not just white women, but white uh, Hollywood royalty. Right. And when you realize even those women are not believed, those women are maligned, those women, you know, are still getting the fighting for the resources to heal. It it makes a lot of uh, other other people in communities of color or marginalized communities feel like if they aren't being heard or if their voices are trying to be squashed, what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. Just in the way that Terry Crews was maligned and continues to be maligned. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that say to young young men, mm-hmm. older men, mm-hmm. who have been abused mm-hmm. um, about how their their masculinity and their character uh, will be attacked for telling their truth? Uh, we send a lot of fucked up mis- mes- mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be clear that the Me Too movement is all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been using the phrase Me Too for many years. A lot of us have been using the phrase Me Too. Were you using for- the Me Too um, phrase when you were talking about it in your book and you said that women look at you and you say Me Too? Mm-hmm. Did you say that before the movement began? Yeah, yeah, Wow. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Okay. I said it before Alyssa Milano Got it. catapulted the it Me Too movement into a, a larger hashtag. Mm-hmm. But the Me Too movement was started, you know, like in an official capacity yeah. by Tarana Burke a decade yes. before. Got it. Okay. So, um, oh, she's had it out for a decade now. A decade, yeah. And we're just now hearing about it because she's a black woman. And we do not center the voices and the pain of black and brown women. She had to walk down the red carpet with um, the white woman. Um, I don't remember who, at, you mean at the Golden Globes? Yes. Uh, I don't remember who, who her date was. Yes, but. anyways, it was it was a white actress. And... Um, and that's when the whole movement had come out. And then that's when everybody was using the hashtag and everybody was wearing the black shirts and da 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 And she'd been doing, she'd been a decade. from the ground up, grassroots, uh, uh, organized, fundraising, education, advocacy for over 10 years. Wow. Wow, you just dropped some knowledge. So again, when we talk about whose voices are centered, um, who, there's so many of us across the board that desperately need the Me Too movement. But there are some of us who in marginalized communities that need the microphone, more microphones, more stages. Um, I want to make sure the volume is turned all the way up. And that's what you're doing. You're going into these communities and you're making sure that these women's voices are heard and you're making sure that they're being taken care of. And centered. Yep. Centered. Centered. If we center the most marginalized Mm -hmm. in the movement, Mm -hmm. we all will be heard eventually. Mm -hmm. When you centered... When you center the 1%, that's generally where it's it begins and do ends. Anything. Yeah. And again, when we talk about any kind of movement um, or corporation or, or, or crew, you know, mm-hmm. squad goals, 
if 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 there is not intersectionality, you, it's self-serving. Right. Right. Period. Right. You know, if there's not real inclusion, if there's not real intersectionality in in, fem, in feminism in your corporation and in, in in your group of friends, yeah. but you are all supposed to be change agents, how much change are you really making? Exactly. Or are you all patting yourselves on the back? You're actually creating change. I mean, I'm trying to. Well, you're very inspirational to me, and you're very inspirational to a lot of young women. And something that we're doing on Pretty Big Deal is we are honoring women or initiatives Mm -hmm. who are changing their world, changing their narrative, changing the people around them. And today, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of give your Woman Woman Crush podcast kind of. Oh, So who do you want to honor today? Oh my gosh! I know I kind of put you on the spot. I honor so many people, um, 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 because there's so many dope people. It's okay. Um, you know what? Because we were just talking about her, Tarana Burke. Okay, who has become a good friend. Um, she has been on the ground for over a decade, mm-hmm. doing this work without the money, without the support, without the resources, without uh, major media, without a publicist. Um, she's been doing the work. Um, because she is of the work. Right. And um, I'm just, I'm incredibly proud of what she's done. I'm incredibly proud of what she's doing now that she is on a bigger stage. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of, of, of how she is amplifying the work of the other um, sisters in the struggle and, yes. and, and our male allies. Yes. Um, but she never minces words. She never uh, compromises her integrity and her dignity right. or the message. Right. Um, She's a beautiful woman. She's, she's, a, she's her soul she's is a incredible. Great, great lady. And now I've been seeing her at runway shows. Last she fashion is, week, she is everywhere. I love it. She is everywhere. And what I love is that when a microphone gets in her face, she redirects to the real issues. Right. She's smart. I love she's, that. She's Thank you. Shit. Okay, there's our Woman Crush podcast. Okay, so I want to wrap this up a little okay, bit, okay. and um, we're we're gonna move on from very serious conversation to a little bit of fun. Okay. You know, a little bit more lighthearted. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you a pretty big deal because okay. you're a pretty big deal. I'm a pretty big deal. All of yous is a pretty big deal. And um, you can kind of finish a sentence. I'm okay. just going to say okay. pretty big D, pretty big idea, pretty okay. big influence. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So okay. Okay. I just, Nikki, I want you to wrap it up. With- <gasps> Did you say Nikki? I was like, she knows me. <laughs> I do. I know you, girl. Thank you. Because yes. now I feel really seen. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Nikki and I are going to go through this, and it's kind of rapid fire. If you need okay. help, okay. I can help you. Okay. Okay. Pretty big idea. Something that changed your life. A oh. realization. Don't let fear literally kill you. Wow, that's good. Pretty big influence. Ooh, Regina King. Wow, I love her. Uh, pretty big place. Omaha, Nebraska. Boop, boop, boop. Go okay. Big Pretty big look. Ooh, Janet Mock. Oh, love her. She's so sweet. <gasps> okay. Big, pretty big recommendation. Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Football Saturday. Home <laughs> open. <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> okay. Pretty big motto. Oh. Bad shit happens to people every day. It's how you choose to deal with it. I love that. And I always say very similar situation is it just depends on how you handle the situation. And that's how bad it's going to be for you. Exactly. Thank you, Gabrielle Union, for being here. Oh, is that it? That's it. I was like, I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) I I like walks on the beach. (laughs) We all love walks on the beach. 
Um, but I also want to say thank you and what's next because we all want to know what's going on in your world. What's next? Okay, so um, you know, obviously our my partnership with New York and Company, uh, right. the Gabrielle Union line through with the, with New York and Company is up and popping and, and killing it, and I'm loving it. Um, my flawless my hair uh, company yes. for 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 kids with textured hair. Um, I have my new show, LA's Finest, with the. I hope she is one like your next guest, Jessica Alba. I'm so excited she's back. She's amazing. I had to I had to pry her back. Really? I mean, you know, in her downtime when she's not running a billion dollar company or you know raising three children, I literally like begged her to come play with me. Not even three months postpartum. Oh, so you guys are like real friends. Yeah. And now hopefully we are going to be changing the television landscape. I'm really excited. Two boss chicks, women of color, changing landscape. Um, It's going to be dope. Am I missing anything? Anybody? Oh, and we're going to need more wine. Still available in hardback, but January 15th, we are going to paperback. I'm really excited about that. And it's also available on Audible. I know. For all the millennials out here who feel like you don't have time to read, Audible is the way. Yeah. Oh, and I have a production company. What's it called? I'll have another. That's awesome. Yes. Where Everything we is related are to food. Between the food wine, and- your production company, your book. Yeah. Vanilla pudding. Yeah. So, okay. and then I have the campaign with Dwayne, uh, with Hallmark, where I had to choose somebody um, that means the world to me. And Aww. I chose my honey. And, uh, and, I, and I talk about how, you know, I, I wanted to show him um, that I, I see and appreciate all of the little things that he, do- that he does um, every day to prioritize my my peace and my joy and my grace. I love that so much. Yeah. We're celebrating eight years in August. Eight years. Yeah. What is, okay, veterans. So okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Thank you, Darcy Linda. Love you always and forever. Thank you. Yes. Dade County. I can't even get my county. thank yous okay. in. Thank you to all my sponsors. Thank you to you. And don't forget, we want to hear everything that you are thinking. Go to Pretty Big Deal, Twitter, Instagram, and also to our new favorite app, Anchor, where you can leave me a voicemail. Or you can also leave Gabriella voicemail as well. We I go can, together like da 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 Okay, so thank you. Um, I'm Ashley Graham. She's uh, Gabrielle Union. This is Pretty Big Deal. And don't forget, you are bold, you are brilliant, you are beautiful. Love all you. Laters. Laters.